Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi everyone, I'm Alex Anderson and welcome to the Quilt Connection. This is episode number 31. Recently, you know, I went on a Mediterranean cruise with a bunch of quilters and make sure you listen to episode 30 because Faye explains how the whole program is run and explains how you could possibly join us on a future cruise. But back to this cruise, we had some great teachers on board with us and one woman was Gwen Marston. I've known Gwen for quite a while and I've always really admired her work because she feels the sensibilities of antique quilts and knows how to execute her quilts in a real playful fashion. Well, Gwen has just been a busy beaver this last year and um, it's amazing what she's accomplished and what she's up to. She also has some really good thoughts about remembering those before us. So take some time and listen. I'd be real curious to your reaction to this um, podcast. I know, well, I know what it's going to be. You're going to love Gwen Marston, just like I do. Oh, my darling Gwen. Yes, Alex. I am so (laughs) glad you're with me today. Thank you, darling. I'm glad to be with you, too, especially uh, since we're sitting in the Mediterranean. Who would have guessed I would have run into you over here? Well, you know, we quilters do run into each other in the strangest places. We do. We do. (laughs) I have admired your work for years, and frankly, I think you're pretty much a hoot yourself. Thank you. (laughs) What do you say to that? I don't know what to say to that, but I I, I guess I should agree. I I think you should agree. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things I love about you is the way you have such respect for our history in the past. And I love the way you take quilts from, say, the late 1800s and put a Gwenny spin on them. Well, I guess that's because when I first learned to quilt, I learned to quilt from a bunch of old Mennonite women, uh, and then my friend Mary Schaefer, and uh, they were, at that time, kind of in their heyday, and they had had that tradition passed down to them, so I just kind of understood from the beginning that this was a valuable thing. Uh, to look at the past, and uh, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, Alex. You know we've got hundreds of years. Well, today of great too. Quilts. Tell everybody we went, where you went today. Oh, speaking of the past, that's right, way past. Uh-huh. Uh, I went to a little town uh, in Turkey called Ephesus, where uh, I do believe uh, a certain Paul from the Bible showed up some time back, and uh, there it was, uh, and quite a lot of it intact with Corinthian and Dorian uh, columns everywhere and it was just kind of amazing that way back then their design sense was very well developed. And we're still using it today, and really. We're still using it today and probably will be for a long time. So the point is to keep your eyes open and look at pay the attention. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. Now you um, have written several books. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna ask you how many, but you have three right now that are hot off the press. I did three books this year and I don't don't ask me how that happened. <laughs> but uh, the first one that came, and we're only halfway through the year. 
So the first one that came out was uh, with AQS, and mm-hmm. they did a book called Gwen Marson's Needlework Designs. And uh, these are mostly organic floral motifs that I've been drawing for uh probably 20, 25 years now, just kind of using them as quilting designs. And then uh, when the publishers looked at it and the editors looked at it, they said, when these would work great for red work, hey, that's something you know. I know a little (laughs) bit about that. (laughs) Uh, Red work and uh, so, and then also for applique designs. So uh, in the book, it shows these designs interpreted all three ways. Very nice. And then your next? And then my next one uh, was... um, Another one was uh, with C&T, and uh, it's called uh, Lively Little Folk Art Quilts, mm-hmm. and there's 20 projects in there. And uh, they, th- this, these quilts are about 18 by 20, and they're in the folk art tradition, and uh, we had plenty to choose from because... I found these are like making can- eating candy, so I have over 400 of them. But what I want to say is I've taken this class from you at the Cotton Patch, and I think when people think folk art, they think of something relatively new, and that's not where you glean your ideas from. No, we're, we're going uh, back to Ephesus for those. <laughs> <laughs> not quite that far back, but my ideas for these kind of quilts come from quilts made in uh, 1850. Uh, it's kind of my favorite era. And uh, they're characterized by a bit looser style, I would say. Bigger, simpler shapes placed by eye and needle turned. uh, And uh, just have a a bit more freedom and, I think, simplicity of design. Well, when I took your class, I mean, I collect books with antique quilts in them. And Mm -hmm. I love them. But I have to tell you, I looked at it an entirely different way way after taking your class and for that I'm grateful. Right and you know we haven't discussed this uh, since you took that class which was maybe five years ago right. but I remember that you made a cherry tree. Yes I, did. <laughs> yes I did. I uh-huh. made another one I'm not going to talk about uh-huh. uh-huh. Yes I did and it mm-hmm. is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Now your latest book is I would say um, kind of an interesting collaboration. Uh, this is, yes, it's called A Collaborative Quilting, and it's uh, a book that Freddie Moran and I did together. But you guys are so opposite. Uh, we're, we're talking the North and South Pole. We're talking the city mouse and the country cousin. <laughs> uh, and um, we're talking about the uh, less is more girl. Uh, and, and that would uh, be you. That would be me. And the more is never enough a person, that would be Freddie. <laughs> now, how does she feel about this? <laughs> uh, she feels like I do. She's got her thing. I've got mine. And we had fun working. You wouldn't. I don't think either one of us would have thought that we would want to collaborate with anyone else because we both have our own thing kind of, you know, I know where I'm going with my quilts. So how did it happen? Uh, how, uh, kind of ac- accidental. We fell into it because Freddie came to my quilt retreat, which I've been doing now for 23 years uh, in northern Michigan, uh, close to where I live. Every September. Every September. Four weeks worth. Uh, so Freddie came uh, two years ago. And uh, at the end of the retreat, she came home with me and her husband, Neil. And they stayed with me for uh, part of a week. And on day two... Um, where I live, there's not much to do. <laughs> and, 
and, and that so would be on day two. You, by day two, you've pretty much done it. Beaver Island, Beaver Island, Michigan. Uh, so there isn't much. So on day two, I asked her if she thought it would be fun to go upstairs and see if we could make something, do a little sewing, make something together. And indeed, we did. We made a full size quilt, and we laughed, and we had fun, and. Uh, we decided we would try it again. And so we made a little date for me to go out to her house for 10 days, and out I went. So now that was two years ago, and we have a new book with Sterling and um, 256 pages. And, and the think. price, I couldn't believe the price. The price is uh, 19.95. Gwenny, when I saw that book, I just, I, it's candy. It's straight it, it, out it candy. Is, it is eye candy. Yes. It, and uh, so we did this book, and we are tried to show how the collaboration worked by showing first, well, how it did work. Since we're opposites, we decide we play from our strengths. So Freddie is known for her color. That's all, you know, when you think Freddie Moran, you think uh, strong, bright, her brights. So she was the colorist, and I was the designer doing my kind of liberated, free-piecing, free-wheeling kind of uh, design work, uh, which really worked out great together. Well, could I have some pictures for my website? Uh Yes, you may. Thank you. But speaking of websites, you say you've got a pretty nifty one. I do. And uh, if you look up GwenMarson.com, you'll find out more than you need to know about me. <laughs> I don't think that's true. So, it, it, you know, I've got, um, let me think here, my schedule's on there, all the kind of business things that people need to know. Uh, well, like, you have some really great exhibits coming out. I have exhibits up for Eddie and our, uh, the collaborative quilts mm -hmm. are going to be quickly in July here. They're going to be at Sisters Oregon for Jean Wells' big show. And I don't think this is going to be on the Internet before that. And for that, uh -huh. I apologize because that's a huge honor that you will be featured artists uh -huh. there. Uh -huh. So we get to do that. I'll and try. Then, <laughs> and then, uh, well, if we don't make it, that's okay because then people could go see it at Paducah. And it'll be in Paducah in August through November of 2006. In the museum? In the museum. <gasps> Whoa. Uh -huh. That is for huge. That's, that's huge. huge. And we have that very nice book to serve as a... Um, as a catalog for the exhibit. And then in March, March, what are the next three months after March? April, March, May. March, April, May. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Of uh, 2007 is going to be at the Laconer Quilt Museum in L L Darling Little Laconer, Washington. Well, and when? then we don't know, so it's well, going well. Well, I, I think so. I haven't even been invited to show up and walk through the door, so I'm quite impressed. Well, I, I, you know what? I am, too. Now, have you two <laughs> ladies taught together? No, we haven't, but we're going to do uh, a seminar next year, and we're going to team teach, and uh, that should be quite fun. You know what? Now that I say that, um, the schedule just came out, and you two are full already. Mm -hmm. You know that? We, I did I did hear that. Yes, I did. <laughs> Bravo. And, and we get to double as artists in residence, too, so the quilts will be there. Nice. A lot of the quilts nice. will be a little exhibit. Nice. So. Well, this really mm -hmm. is a lot of information about you, but then back to the website, um, you've kind of taken an interesting twist on it that I think is very, very important, and um, less we forget. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, yes, I have a, a, one of the things I have on my website is... Uh, a little column that I run, and I don't update it as much as I should, uh, but it's called Le uh, Lest We Forget. 
and it's a uh, it's a column in which I talk about quilt makers that I admire from the past, and uh, uh, not just that I admire, but that have made a big statement in the quilt world. And I think a lot of times people forget about about the fact that others came before. I remember seeing uh, Questa Benberry. Do you know who she I'm sure you know who she is. She's a a great quilt scholar and been around for a long time. And Joyce Gross is another California quilt maker. Those girls are in there probably 75 or uh, maybe early 80s now. They did a show at uh, of great 20th century quilts at Paducah. It was the main show maybe eight years, eight, ten years ago. And they had a little catalog with it. And I remember they said, the quilt world that we enjoy today uh, did not, as they say, spring from the head of Zeus. <laughs> it didn't just materialize here. You know, there were a, a generation before us, uh, women who were very serious about quilt making and made it their business to start uh, uh, recording history and working together, sharing this information. And they're, they're the ones, you, you look at Barbara Brackman's Encyclopedia Quilt Patterns, uh, she had she built on what they were busy gathering this material. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I kind of got onto that because of my friend Mary Schaefer, who's now going to be 96, and I did a book about Mary, uh, published um, through the University of Michigan Press. And uh, so I kind of, as a young quilter, was made quite aware that, oh, you know, we have this other group of women, uh, the generation before myself, who laid the groundwork for all of this and did a tremendous amount of work, and I just don't want us to forget that. And when you teach, do you talk about this, or is it just something that you think oozes out of you with the way you appreciate historical quilts, etc.? I think it oozes out and it oozes into my conversation. Too. And I just, I think it's very important. Uh, to It's important to give credit. Uh, I'm thinking about uh, Florence Pito, who was uh, Virginia Avery, who's another mm-hmm. quilter that was very, kind of in her heyday when I was uh, just beginning to get going. She, and, um, well, she, I have to tell you, Gwen, excuse me, that I'll go and lecture, and um, it's about the beginning of Simply Quilts, and Doreen Speckman is in it, the late Doreen Speckman, mm-hmm, who died mm-hmm. I, what, maybe eight years ago. Only a quarter of the people know of her, and it makes my heart sad. That's the way I feel, yeah. too. You know, and then you ha- so you have Florence Pito, who in her day, uh, Virginia says, was the most in- influential quilt maker of the 20th century. Well, maybe we should remember that. And she uh, she was a great collector, and she really helped get great quilts at the Smithsonian uh, Museum and at the uh, Shelburne Museum and also at the Newark Museum, which was the very first quilt museum that had an a quilt collection. Well, I think within the quilting community, and um, you know, my dad has said this before, really, all in all, it's probably the most sharing community. Let me show you how I do this, or let me show you how I do that, Mm -hmm. but I agree with you, lest we not forget, give credit. Give credit, absolutely. And the other thing is, when you give credit, it's a win-win situation. It makes you look good. It uh, uh, it makes you look like you actually know what you're doing, you know. <laughs> Authority. Uh huh. And uh, it makes uh, everyone else happy because um, because the, uh, they 
especially if you're giving credit to some teacher, contemporary teacher you have, that's important to do. And it makes uh, her happy and all her students happy. So you can't, that's just uh, the right thing to do. And it's also the respectful thing to do and the scholarly thing to do. Well, I think that's very important. Very important with what you're saying. When I asked if you would do a uh, episode with me, we started talking about this and I said, Gwen, we need to touch on this because I don't think a lot of people today are really pounding on this and I think it's very important. Mm-hmm. I do too. I, uh, we, have, we, have a, we owe a lot uh, to uh, the generation who came before and before that. And it's kind of like, I think it's anytime you're serious about an art form, you can't just pick it up and start in on your own. You, you, right. It's like a classical uh, musician. If you really want to make a mark and head for the concert stage, you really need to know who Bach is. Can I tell you a story? This is almost embarrassing to admit. <laughs> when I was at San Francisco State, I had to take a um, pottery class, or I chose to take one, and um, they made us go to an exhibit by a gentleman named Peter Volkus. Does that ring a bell for you, Volkus? No, I don't. Okay, well, he, we, my husband and I went to this upstairs gallery in San Francisco, and we walked in, and they were like 20-inch plates that had just been bisked with fists punched through it. And, jo- and there was the lady sitting at the door, and we're sitting there going, how do we get out of here without burst out laughing? I mean, because we're, mm-hmm. you know. And so the next day in art class, I made the mistake of saying, the, the teacher, first of all, asked who went. Mm-hmm. And I said, I did. And what did you think? And I said, I thought it was quite horrible. Mm-hmm. And I, I might as well have said, I don't even know what. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that... Um, I don't even know what. That, that wasn't the right it, it answer. It was not the right answer. And people would even come up to me and say, we hear you hate Peter Volkus. And I was like shunned from the art community. Down the road, I saw Peter Volkus's beginning work. Mm-hmm. And he is a master. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was my ignorance was as loud as a church steeple bell because I didn't know the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think what you're saying punctuates itself through all art forms. Don't you think? It absolutely does. It's like, remember, uh, oh, you probably don't. The 60s, when people would get, uh, would go to uh, coffee houses and uh, they would uh, somehow manage to alter their state of. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then they would uh, see themselves as poets. And and their poetry would go on and on and on. And uh, it's like trying to be a poet. Uh, just by altering your state of consciousness isn't quite enough. I say, don't try that at home. Don't try <laughs> or that in at public. home. Or at the coffee house. That's why the coffee house is closed up. <laughs> right. Now, Gwen, this year has been very exciting for you. Three books. I can't even imagine. What's around the corner? Are you just going to um, s- slide for a little bit? What are um, you going to do, Gwen Marston? Uh, well, I... I have several plans. Uh, one is that Freddie and I did 33 quilts together that are in the book. Uh, and uh, since that time, and this started two years ago, we have 15 new ones. So we're kind of continuing that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I have some new fabric at home. And, nice. Uh, I've always liked working in solids, and I've c- continued to do that right along 
um, I got onto that early on uh, when the Amish freight mm-hmm. uh, craze was first. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be the Whitney show back in the 70s when that came, and all of a sudden Amish girls were seen as art. Um, well, I couldn't get there fast enough, so I went through that uh, Amish uh, phase and uh, learned to appreciate and understand um, how strong a quilt you can make using just solids. And so I've done that from I keep making more of those, and I have a new stash of solids at home, and I'm going to try a new series of work with solids. You know, me too. That's when I started. It was the Amish craze, and I just Uh love it. And the other thing I want to point out to everyone is that your understanding of quilting, like the feathers and the cables and all that, it's just right on. You're right there, Gwen. Uh, You know how I learned all of that? I learned that by looking at antique quilts. That's right. You know, uh, you don't, it's all there for you. Uh, to to discover for yourself, um, and you just have to start looking at quilts not only for the color uh, and the surface design, but take the next step and look at the quilting. I agree with you one hundred percent. I know you do. Probably why I love you and I your know. work so much. Exactly, we have that in common. We both have an appreciation for that uh, for. For quilting design. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And with that, I think we're about out of time. Thank you. My pleasure. It's just been great. Let's get together in the Mediterranean again. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> and until we meet, and may it be in the Baltic Sea, huh? That would be good. <laughs> that would be good. Thank you so much, Gwen. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you, Alex. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.